We would like to welcome you to the Innovate That podcast, and thank you for joining us. This is Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. Today, we are excited to announce a new sponsor for the show, the Oklahoma Business Roundtable. This organization promotes new business investment throughout Oklahoma, including funding support for startup, retention, expansion, and attraction of business facilities and operations. Learn more about them at okbusinessroundtable.com. This is the Oklahoma Innovate That Podcast. In each episode, we talk to the scientists, CEOs, inventors, entrepreneurs, and innovators that are helping to make Oklahoma a national leader in science, innovation, and technology. The Innovate That Podcast is a production of OCAST, the Oklahoma Center for the Advancement of Science and Technology. OCAST is the Oklahoma State Agency for Technology-Based Economic Development and is working to move innovative ideas from concept to commercialization. Learn more at ocast.ok.gov. Enjoy this episode of the Oklahoma Innovate That Podcast. Now, here's your host, Oklahoma Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. Hey everybody, this is Oklahoma Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. Thank you for listening in to another episode of our Oklahoma Innovate That podcast series with OCAST. Thanks again for being here. And uh, we've got a great one this morning. I've been wanting to get an update from Katie Bourne for a while, so this is uh, this is great for me too. Katie Bourne with the Innovation District. So the Innovation District currently encompasses about 1.3 square miles east of downtown Oklahoma City. So if you're driving around that area wondering what is going on right there, that is the Innovation District. You're going to learn a little bit more about them today. It's also home to the heart of the city's bioscience sector, where many institutions are already conducting groundbreaking research research. And I truly mean that, groundbreaking research, fostering entrepreneurship and innovation. A significant center of job growth uh, in the city of Oklahoma City. The district reflects really the shifting geography of the global economy and the emergence of dense hubs of economic activity, where innovation, entrepreneurship, and creativity really all intersects. We're seeing a lot of these innovation hubs around the country, and for us to have an innovation district that we can be so proud of right here in Oklahoma City is a, a really big deal. So the Innovation District, a little bit more here, a little bit more background. It's designed to be really an epicenter, again, of collaboration, innovation, and opportunity and economic growth. The district convenes divergent industries to create opportunities for really next-level innovation. It's a vibrant, robust innovation ecosystem, combines state-of-the-art facilities. The facilities are awesome. And it's really going to position our city as a leading competitor for companies, jobs, and talent in a global economy. Oklahoma City being the 23rd largest city in America, That was kind of announced after the latest census report for us to continue to be growing the way that we want to grow as a city, as a state, is I I think we've got to go all in on these innovation districts uh, model that that we have in this country today. So the innovation district capitalizes on Oklahoma City's dominant industries, invests in high quality places where research institutions, firms, and talent concentrate and connect. The district will support the region in being more competitive, both in attracting investment and the talent necessary to continue our community's economic expansion. And not incidentally, it's it's critical that we provide more opportunities for area residents who are not currently connected to the innovation economy. I think that's a key point. There's millions of people in the state of Oklahoma. We have 3.9 million people 
And a lot of them are looking for what their next move is and and for them to be connected to uh, really a hub of entrepreneurship and creativity and placemaking their next move and, and their dream job may be on this campus. So all of that is teeing up with us today. Katie Bourne, pleased to have the CEO of the Innovation District with us today. She's a Oklahoma native and attorney who is passionate about her uh, support for local nonprofits and dedicated to the vision of the Innovation District. I've really enjoyed getting to know her and work with her over the last few years. So Katie, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Yeah. So first off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to the Innovation District, and how long you've been the CEO. Well, I grew up in Oklahoma, as you referenced, and practiced law in Oklahoma. Also had a job that kind of broadened my experience at Cox Communications. Was responsible for regulatory affairs for the eastern half of the country. And that role kind of opened my eyes to a whole other type of career that really interested me and it aligned well with my skills as well. So that process led me to this opportunity and we founded the Innovation District in 2019. 2019, yeah, so not that long ago. Not that long ago. How did that Innovation District come to be? Again, 2019 is kind of when it was announced, but how how was this birth, so to speak? In about 2016, the Brookings Institution selected Oklahoma City for a place that was ripe for an innovation district based on the geography and the assets that we had here and the research being conducted and the academic element. Oh, that's great. And they produced a report in the first quarter of 2017. There was a Brookings study produced. And one of the things that they set forth as next steps for capitalizing on that opportunity was to form an organization, have, you know, have someone run an organization that woke up and spent all their time advancing the opportunities around the innovation district. And that was our organization start. You know, it says a lot about Oklahoma City that, you know, you have a a national institute say, hey, Oklahoma City is ripe for growth. Oklahoma City is a city on the rise and they need an innovation district. That that certainly says a lot uh, about our city. This isn't 1980s Oklahoma City anymore. Far from it. It's not even recognizable from some of those tough days back in the early 80s. So that says a lot. I didn't know that background. That's really interesting. So for our listeners who, who don't know, the Innovation District, it was included in the recent MAPS proposal, which passed in late 2019. So talk about what benefits OKC will see out of the Innovation District as a result of that vote. You know, what are voters going to get? Well, back to your point, actually, is just the way Oklahoma City operates and all of the leadership and industry and the residents all get behind an initiative. And MAPS is a really great example of that. And that communicates something to the country, yeah. right? So just in and of itself, the fact that we were included in MAPS says a lot. Yeah. The actual projects that in the Innovation District that were included in MAPS specifically our Innovation Hall, which is kind of the public house of innovation. It will be about a 20 to 25,000 square foot facility in the heart of the Innovation District. There are other locations around the country that have those kind of epicenters of innovation. So that's one of our projects. One is we put forward was renovating Booker T. Washington Park, which is in Northeast Oklahoma City adjacent to the Innovation District. Also renovating the Henrietta B. Foster Center, which was an African-American YMCA built in 1951. Oh, wow. And it's just east of Lincoln on 4th. Okay. 
and it will be kind of repurposed, renovated and repurposed to be a minority small business and entrepreneurship center. That's great. And finally, connecting all of those wonderful things across the district so that residents and workers, it's more pedestrian friendly, more Mm -hmm. bicycle friendly, and more activated. Right now, people disappear into their offices and labs. Yeah. And so making those connections across all of those really amazing assets is the last part of our MAPS project. And what was the price? I can't remember the price tag on that. Our full package is $71 million. Okay. All right. To your point of the MAPS program that has truly changed the city forever, and to your point of people looking at cities that invest in themselves, Oklahoma City is investing in themselves. Uh, Hundreds of millions of dollars now to date. I mean, we're probably over a billion dollars now over the history of the MAPS program that have invested inside their own city. It's, It's a huge deal when it comes to next generation talent. So I'm certainly glad the Innovation District is now a part of that investment. Will you need any additional funding for the projects that you've highlighted through MAPS? Part of the development that will produce Innovation Hall does have some private investment as well. And kind of by design, the public investment of MAPS initiates quite a bit of private investment. And so that is a direct result of Innovation Hall, for example. Okay. So what's the timeline here? You know, with these projects, turning dirt over and starting to build and what's what's the timeline? I believe March, this coming March, March 2022, dirt will turn on Innovation Hall. The next initiative is uh, Henrietta B. Foster Center. And I think the connectivity is probably the final piece of the puzzle. So right now, when, you know, before the turning dirt over phase, you know, where are you physically right now when it comes to working with companies? Is there temporary workspace that you guys are kind of in right now? How does that work logistically? Currently, we are located in what is the OSU Discovery Center, formerly GE and Baker Hughes. So we are located in that facility and we use that facility quite a bit. Okay. It's a wonderful facility. It is a beautiful facility. And there we are about to see several more right next to it that are going to be state of the art, really aesthetically amazing buildings, not to mention the activity going on inside. But that's where we're located. And so one of the challenges we face is we have to find space to do the work that we do in the Innovation District, and that is convene people. We do a lot of programming and events. They might be social networking in nature, or they might be subject matter driven, you know, heavy content, a a day-long conference on autonomous systems, for example. Mm -hmm. So finding places to convene people and form coalitions and the things that we do, that the space of the Innovation Hall will be a real game changer. But currently that's where we are and they've been really gracious. Baker Hughes invited us over there and OSU allowed us to stay and they've been great partners. That's great. Do you have a favorite project? I mean, it's probably not politically incorrect to be uh, asking you for your favorite project. You've mentioned a lot of them, but is there there one at the top of the list? You know, I would say it's a tie between Innovation Hall and Henrietta B. Foster. Mm -hmm. Those are both just terribly exciting and will really activate the space and will work closely together around innovation and entrepreneurship. And with our mission, you know, being focused on Northeast Oklahoma City and providing opportunity for the growth and economic development and job creation in the Innovation District, providing pathways for area residents to also take advantage of what will be an exciting surge in our economy. Yeah, no doubt. 
surge in the economy. That's we, we like hearing that. So I know we're turning dirt over on those projects in March, but are there any other long-term proposals that uh, you are looking at? One of the roles that we are playing and will play even increasingly in the future, an opportunity around seeking federal funding. Some of the Build Back Better opportunities that exist and will exist in the Endless Frontiers Act that will be taking a lead at forming those strategies and those coalitions and seeking those funds. We just actually heard news two days ago that our Central Oklahoma Coalition that requested Build Back Better funds for a a biotech initiative in Central Oklahoma, our coalition, actually out of 529 applicants across the country, only 60 were selected to be finalists, and we are one of the finalists. So some of the opportunities look like that. Yeah. And then from that, if we are ultimately selected, the next, that's round one. Round two is due in March. That's the first phase, the planning grant phase that we won. If we win the other more substantial grant, some of the activity that will flow from that, you know, it could be in research facilities, biotech incubator, a biotech workforce training facility, those kinds of activities, in addition to kind of the MAPS discussion we just had. Yeah. How does the Innovation District currently interact with states' entrepreneurs? Uh, You know, kind of connect those dots for us a little bit there. You know, we've talked a lot about infrastructure, but what does that look like, your interaction with our current ecosystem there with entrepreneurs? Our role is really kind of to be the umbrella and the epicenter of innovation and entrepreneurship. There's so much going on, so many amazing organizations in that space, in the entrepreneurship space in Oklahoma City. They all have really specific attributes and and really come together to form a really robust entrepreneurship ecosystem here. We partner with a lot of them on our programming. We pull them together for events. We make contacts across, you know, not everybody is connected as much as they could be. So we play that role of connector and convener. And so as we move into Innovation Hall, one of the additional things we'll be able to provide is a a central place where many of the organizations, whether it's I2E or OCAST, there are a lot of services here and a lot of organizations that will have a central place to provide their services and kind of have office hours where entrepreneurs will have one place to go and maybe OCU Law Clinic will be there to help entrepreneurs. I2E, OCAST, everyone will have space there to spend time and really provide services and produce programming that appeals to entrepreneurs. That's good. That's good. What industries are currently taking advantage of what the district has to offer? It's the kind of STEM economies, knowledge economies that, and tech economies that are here in Oklahoma City. So at the front of our economy, we mentioned life sciences and biotech, aerospace and defense and unmanned systems, energy diversification. The first two of those are really robust. And, you know, the assets that we have that built the place that eventually created the opportunity for the innovation district now also has not just life sciences and biotech assets that lead our state, but also OSU, a second university. We've got OU with a giant presence, but also a second major university present with Oklahoma State University and the Discovery Center, which has also brought aerospace and defense to the Innovation District. That's their Aerospace Institute for Research and Education. And their Unmanned Systems Research Institute is also located there. This new development that's uh, Convergence that's going in next door, where the Innovation Hall will be next to, will also have multimodal activity inside. Uh, Biotech 
companies, aerospace companies. So it really is an epicenter for innovation and the research and the academics that really surround those innovations and yeah. produce those innovations are all happening right there. It's probably a good time to ask. Uh, I always like to ask all of our guests. We were talking about industries here. You're talking about aerospace and biotech. What, in your opinion, what, what industries will continue to grow in Oklahoma in the years ahead? We just did a census. We know exactly how many people we have in Oklahoma. Every 10 years, we do a head count. And, and so 10 years from now, if we grow as a state, it's going to be you know, due to these innovation districts, frankly, and, and probably a lot of companies that are birthed from doing business there and uh, working with entrepreneurs there. But what are some industries that you see that are going to help us grow over the next 10 years? I think it's really having that focus as a state and as a city where we are seeing where we're kind of skating to where the puck is going. Mm-hmm. And so we are talking about energy diversification and what opportunities exist in that sector. But also, really, truly, we've got these incredible best-in-class assets in life sciences and biotech and healthcare that are really setting us up for some really big opportunities on the horizon. And so I think that, and same with aerospace and defense, I think we're going to take that to next level. Yeah, I agree. And so, and we've got some really incredible experts. And so what I see is that those will just continue to compound on themselves and grow and really make us competitive in the global economy that really is STEM related. It's mm-hmm. a knowledge economy. And our focus as a state and a city and an innovation district, seizing those opportunities and setting them up for ourselves is exactly where we should be and exactly where I think we are. Yeah. No, I, and, and I like that. You know, what are those industries that are going to grow? Let's go after it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because again, the, the areas that you've just mentioned, the industries that you just mentioned, those are all emerging industries that are we know are going across the world. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do it right here in the middle of the country is is huge for us and huge for the growth potential that we have as a state. So, how does Ocast? You know, this is the Innovate uh, that podcast uh, sponsored by Ocast. How, how does Ocast and that and the innovation pipeline model that we have with Ocast, I two E, and other organizations? How has that assisted the Innovation District and your mission? It definitely was a factor in being selected by the Brookings Institution for having the right ingredients for an Innovation District. Good point. And then those organizations, you mentioned I2E and OCAST, are located in the Innovation District. Once again, that cluster of services and experts in the innovation and entrepreneurship space is key they are essential assets to our ecosystem here. And so I think that there has been great success with both of them. I think both of those organizations, once again, are remaining current and looking forward. And that just benefits the innovation district in our city and our state. Well, and it's a little bit of a public-private, you know, collaboration there, too, which we certainly like to see. Is there a benefit to having more of that, those public-private partnerships? We talk a lot about that inside of government today. Are you seeing benefits of that, of these public-private partnerships and that collaboration to innovation? Across the board. Yeah. So I would say pretty much under every subject matter heading, public-private partnerships are real accelerators. From the physical development that we just discussed going on in the Innovation District is a public-private partnership. Addressing workforce needs is a Mm public-private partnership. The federal grants that we're seeking, those coalitions 
they want to see, the EDA wants to see partnerships between public and private entities. Yeah. So yes, just a, a big yes. A big yes, yeah. And also then, just even you. at an L, just on an elementary level, innovation happens when you are bringing, you know, research and academic talent with industry. Yeah. So even on just the, the most basic level of innovation, those exchange of ideas yeah. and those intersections between people, that's where the good stuff happens. Yeah, that, that is where the good stuff happens. We'll end on a couple questions that I ask every one of our guests as well. What is one central reason that companies should choose Oklahoma to do business in? I spend a lot of time with relationships I have across the country that are at other universities, other innovation districts, other research parks, and a couple of things are clear. We have a lot of opportunity here. Not every state and city can say has the great statistics that we have as far as opportunity here. The other thing that they see is that interest and investment by leadership and by residents in the city. And that is a distinguishing factor. um, And that's attractive. The other piece, I think, is that we are an easy place to do business. And the more that we can make that a reality, that just is even more enticing. Because we have all of the other elements. I mean, here I am talking to the lieutenant governor about all the wonderful things about our state. But really, those are the things that, when people are aware of them, just complete the package. Yeah, yeah. Completely agree. What could Oklahoma improve on in order to attract these companies to our state? You know, there's always something we can be doing better. We need to be honest with ourselves about asking ourselves those questions. What's something that we could improve on? I think a couple of things. One, I've seen other states. We've had, you know, some city investment through maps. You know, I think an investment by the state is, you know, something that will make us more competitive. I also think that the more that the universities can work together and the career techs can work together with industry to really maximize our workforce currently, but also in anticipation of where we're going, Mm -hmm. that those kinds of things are really important that I think our state could, you know, we've got to be ready. Yeah, We're generating all, there's so much opportunity that we're generating and it's just hard to even keep up with. Yeah. But we've got to. Yeah. Now, it's a good problem to have. It's and that, problem. you know, Oklahoma is certainly on the map now. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we have to be ready for it. Where can people go? What's your all's website? Where can people go to, to track you down to learn more? Yes, absolutely. We have lots of events in 2020 in 2021. So in a semi pandemic year, I don't yeah. we had nearly 50 events with uh, over 4000 people in attendance. That's great. And so you can go to okcinnovation.com and you can join us across our social media platforms and really get information about our programs and events, but also our monthly newsletter. You'll learn more about us and the MAPS projects and the industries and the assets that we have. We've really had a great year. We were recognized by the International Association of University Research Parks, which is it's in 42 states and 12 countries. We were recognized as their 2021 Innovation District of the Year. Mm. Outstanding Innovation That's District. Awesome. So we are, I think we're on the path. Yeah. We just, we're just getting started, but we've had some real success. So we would love to just really capitalize on that. And, and I think this building is going to be a big part of that. And, and people joining us, like you suggested, yeah. is a real big part of it, too. Well, good. Well, Katie Bourne with uh, the CEO of the Innovation District here in downtown Oklahoma City. Katie, thank you for being our guest. 
Thank you for being passionate about Oklahoma and everything Oklahoma. Uh, you're going to help make, yes, this state everything that, that it can be and bring more people to Oklahoma to have that what? That imagine that moment and realizing how amazing a place Oklahoma City is and the state is. So for those listening, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Oklahoma Innovate That podcast series. Thank you. Thank you.